All right. Are we all settled? Well, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us today to celebrate Diane Allen. I know we all loved her dearly. And uh, my name is Guy Burgo, and I'll be facilitating our celebration of this wonderful lady. And uh, this is Diane and Gary's home church. If you've never been here, this has been their home church for, for many years, a wonderful place for them to fellowship and be loved on and hear God's word. Um, we've lived across the street from Diane and Gary for 25 years. <laughs> and when you live across the street from somebody for that long, uh, you go from being friends to family. And um, we kind of joke about the night that that actually happened. Uh, was me picking them up in a snowstorm on Christmas night at like midnight in Denver. <laughs> we said, okay, this is going to be on friends here. I think we're, we're officially family now. Um, Diane was our, um, she was our sitcom neighbor. So you know how all the sitcoms have these neighbors that just walk right in the door? <laughs> My wife, Kimmy, and I, we always wanted one of those. And then we met Diane. And uh, what a blessing that was. She's just, uh, gosh, the memories are just amazing over all these years. But um, uh, we've, we've just been blessed to be such a, wonderful part of her life for so long. Let me open us up in prayer. Father, uh, we thank you so much for your son. We thank you uh, for our dear loved one, Diane, for the amazing uh, blessing she's been in our life, Lord. Father, we, um, we just want to honor you today. We want to honor Diane we celebrate her life. We ask for this to be a sweet time as we say our goodbyes for now. And as we share stories of this incredible person you brought to us, meet us here, Lord, meet us here, and help us to, uh, to make this a very special event in her honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's some controversy around whether Mark Twain actually said the words, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Have you guys ever heard that? Historians debate whether he said it or not. But you know who's saying it now? Diane. Amen. She's saying it now. She's up there going, woo <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine. To think about what she's, she's seeing right now. She is alive and well and enjoying the presence of our Father in heaven for eternity. I just look at it this way. She just changed her address. She's got a new address now. And uh, we're going to see her again but she moves so far away, it's going to be a little difficult. Uh, 
but um, we will see her again. And um, I'm sure she's, she's just standing there now thinking, this is so amazing. You know, it's, it's, and we'll hear that song later, I can only imagine, but we really can't, can we? Um, I mean, can't even come close to, to knowing what that's going to be like. And, you know, Diane wouldn't want this to be a somber event, right? I mean, we're all going to be sad because we're going to miss her, and that's natural, you know? But we're going to try to celebrate her today, and I know as we do that, we're going to shed some tears. That's just the way it works, right? So there are tissues around the sanctuary <laughs> as, as that happens. But you know what? Today we're all her family, and it's okay. You know? It's okay. We can do that together. There's an old saying. A couple of months ago, I was talking to Diane about this. It's an old saying that somebody mentioned to me, and I went, oh, my gosh. That describes Diane to a T. And that is strangers or just friends I haven't met yet. How many of you were shaking your head when I said that? If you know Diane, it's like that describes her perfectly. Strangers are just friends I haven't met yet. Gosh, everybody was Diane's friend. If we had more time to announce this celebration, we'd be at the World Arena. That's, that's the truth of it. She just loved on everybody she came in contact with. She's the biggest people person I've ever known. She loved praying for everybody. And as I was thinking about that, as I was figuring out things to share with you today, I said, I'll bet Diane's prayed for me hundreds of times because I'm a mess. <laughs> and then I really got to thinking about it and all the years we've known each other, I'm sure it's in the thousands. <laughs> so, and I'll bet that's true for many of you here, you know, hundreds and thousands of times, but she's probably prayed for everybody in this room at least once. That was one of her giftings. She loved praying for her friends. She loved praying for her family. One of the other things she loved to do, walk and talk. Um, <laughs> she loved walking around the neighborhood. And uh, it was funny because when we first got to know them, um, Diane and Gary would leave around the block Gary and I have talked about this. They would uh, they leave around the, they leave to go for a walk around the block. Diane often walked the block twice a day, and um, a lot of times one of those times would be with Gary, and one of those times would be with one of her great friends. Um, she had uh, Zach and I were talking about that. She had a plethora of friends that she uh, walked with over the years, and and just spent that time and got to know people and get into their lives. And uh, Sandra. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Um, but what was funny is, Diane was such a talker that we'd see them start out on their walk, 
And then Gary would come back by himself. It's just what just, I mean, we just saw this. You know, Gary would come back by himself and then, you know, hour later, Diane would come strolling back to the house. You know, finally he'd just give up and go home because she just had to talk to everybody in the neighborhood. And uh, she knew everybody in the neighborhood, knew, always knew what was going on. You know, that was, that was her way. And, um, and we quick, quickly began to know that Diane was a great sport. Um, We've we kind of been thinking about this over the last few days. Um, my family and I are a bunch of practical jokers. And uh, Diane got the butt of a lot of those practical jokes <laughs> over the years. And she still remained friends with us, which just shows you what a beautiful person she was because some of the things that we did... Uh, so a lot of times when they go on vacation, they'd ask us to take care of the cats or the dogs or whatever animals they had at the time. And um, that gave us the opportunity to get in the house and do whatever we wanted. So, Gary knew something was always coming when they got home. It's like, what'd they do now? Uh, I remember one time we, um, we just kind of subtly moved stuff around the house. So like, on each side of the fireplace, they had these pictures, you know, and we just switched them. You know, and then there's a little knickknack sitting on the uh, dresser, and we just move it over to the to the right side instead of the left side. The silverware, you know, silverware all has its place in the drawer in the in the little holder, right? So we move the forks where the knives were, and that, you know, just so they'd come home and go, huh? And guess what? Diane goes, you know, I kind of like it this way. <laughs> She just left everything the way we put it. So uh, instead of getting mad at us, that's just, like I said, she was such a great sport. Um, that's what she did. She's, gosh, there's more of those to come that I'll uh, share later. <clears throat> um, we wanted to have a time to let the, the family do some, some sharing now. And um, the... Uh, the first person we wanted to have come up and share is Diane's mom, Jeannie. And uh, I've been blessed to get to know Jeannie over the years, and she's such, a, uh, such an amazing woman. We love her. And Jeannie, you want to come up and share? Welcome, and thank you for being here for my beloved daughter. Um, if you thought, uh, if I thought that, well, let me, let me, I'm going to wing things. Uh, my friends in Dallas would never believe that Diane could talk more than me. Uh, I'm going to look up here and... See, oh, 
She's Let's pressing on my keyboard. Now my presentation went away. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what did you expect? What did you expect? <laughs> so on November 16, 1956, the most joyful uh, birth occurred. And it was my Diane. My Diane. It was, uh, I named my baby dolls Diane. And then I, uh, in uh, junior high school, there was a basketball player named Diane, a gal that I just thought was beautiful. So it was determined, always. Um, on April the 28th, 2023, it was the most dismal time of day of my life, but also gave me the most relief from her suffering. Uh, so that's how I will start out. Um, her uh, beloved cousin, uh, Lisa uh, Cook, and her husband, well, Lisa has COVID, newly came down with it, so they cannot be here. Uh, her... <coughs> Her husband, Mike, is, is at home with her. Uh, they are live streaming uh, the uh, Nazarene, uh, this the service, which uh, the Nazarene is, uh, church, it's on the Nazarene church website. And lots of people, friends uh, back in Maryland, my hometown, are live streaming also. Uh, this all this uh, uh, tech tech stuff just uh, amazes me. And uh, sometimes uh, when I first was working on a computer, I was uh, oh <laughs> oh what do you do? What do I do? Still about the same, but I do it anyway. <laughs> so. Um, I had written about her birth, um, but it was going to be too long. So uh, I changed it from about her birth in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, to just uh, shorten it with a poem that she wrote. You want me to hold it for you? Go ahead. Oh, I... No, just... I'm going to see if you want to open that up and I'll hold it for you. Oh. Oh, you got it right here. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, if you look in your uh, bulletin on the back, uh, it's the same poem. Oh, great. Uh-huh. But I want to show you, this is how it has looked for years in this, uh, uh, this the date is September 24, 25th, on 1974. And she had been with me for 17 years. And also, um, from the time she was five, she had brothers and she had a brother and a sister, a half brother and a half sister. Um, I wanted lots of children. I had one birth and probably at least uh, eight or nine half stepchildren. So I'm, I made my limit. 
Um, <laughs> now, she says, Diane, I'm reading this. Uh, oh, uh, before I read this, I do want to tell you, I had, I had called her Diane a lot of times. When I came back to uh, Colorado this time, at one point, uh, with a lot of people around, she said, Mom, please do not call me Diane anymore. <laughs> and I said, so I didn't. But I did whisper to her at the hospital. Uh, it was our little secret. So she writes, she's on her way to, uh, now I can't, yeah, she's, she's on her way to Boulder uh, to get her degree. And she says, <clears throat> speak to me of winding rivers near your home and not of times to come. Speak to me of furry dogs, layout sketches, in your love of living, not of living and losing me. Now lay me down to sleep was once a prayer to comfort me, and only you sleeping by my side could comfort me and also chase away praying goblins. I loved you as a child. And see, she's 18 now. I, as a woman, probably loved you even more. And I couldn't, I loved Diane in a way that all mothers should love their children. Totally, completely forgiving. So with words of hope and goodbyes, she says, please shut the door and I'll remember quietly. You don't live here anymore. Now I'm going to say the same thing again. So with words of hope and goodbyes, the door is shut and I'll remember quietly, Diane, that you, you don't live here anymore. Thank you. Introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name's Dusty, um, Dusty Bishop. I'm Diane Allen's first son. Uh, you just heard a little bit of story about, um, well, let me just say first that it's been an amazing experience being the son of Diane Pike, the daughter, Diane Bishop, my mother, and Diane Allen, Gary's wife, and Zach's mother. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience with her growing up. Uh, when I was born, my parents had five acres of woods where they built a house out of seven barns and had a stocked trout or stocked fish pond with bluegills, not trout. Um, and when you have 
five acres of woods that you live in and your own private pond, you make lots of friends. <laughs> um, and that's what life was for me. The, the neighbors across the street, like a mile away, were their best friends. Um, my mom knew all the farmers down the road of County Road 88. It was just a bunch of farms and the occasional house. And she's always been so warm. A lot of her, I see a lot of her social abilities a lot in her own parents. Uh, it didn't work out with my mom and my dad, and that's fine. You know, they both, they both deserve to be happy. But I, I enjoyed the experience for what it was. Um, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. If you know my mom, she kind of had daddy issues, if you didn't know that about her. Um, my grandpa Pike, her dad, he wrote a uh, short story one time. I didn't read it, but the gist was he was a minister, this man who was a minister by day and a wild, crazed Indian at night. And that, I think it was more of an autobiography, quite honestly. <laughs> and that's how he was. He raised my mom in this world where he got up in front of the pulpit. That's what's called by your pulpit. And uh, he preached the message of Jesus and a pious life. And as soon as church was over, it was back to drinking and cigars and adultering and whatever else he could get his hands on. And that's just how he was. And um, so I think my mom really thought that living a godly life or living by the principles that she was taught was almost a fantasy. But then she met Gary. And Gary was able to give her that life that was actually they practiced what they preached. And I think she really, really appreciated that and loved that. Amen. Um, quick life lesson here to introduce my little brother. In the Christian faith, abstinence is something that we really preach to the kids. And um, I don't know. It, it seemed like... Kids are just kids. They're pretty wild. But when I was 13, I don't know, it felt kind of like a scared straight thing, but I was, I mean, I was no Casanova or anything. Um, my, my mom and Gary let me watch Zach be born. And that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but it got worse, because then they brought him home. <laughs> And uh, further ado, Zach, would you like to come up and say something? <laughs> All right. So I was part of Mom's Toastmasters classes for years, so I know I'm going to get docked points, but I'm just reading this because I'm not going to make it through any other way. Um, Many of you are here because of something my mother always did that often bugged the tar out of me. She talked to people. <laughs> Unsolicited conversations with complete strangers. Who does that? My mom did. And as I was sitting here thinking through what I had written, 
I'm sure that I could call out some of my close friends who are in attendance today, and they would sympathize with that, the oversharing of my mother. <laughs> but in their case, it was probably about me that they got dirt, so they were, they were happy about it. Um, but a couple examples of what my mom would do, or I would have to say to her, rather. Mom, please leave these nice folks in the booth behind us alone. Mom, how did you get their home address two minutes after we met? Mom, how, oh, oh, wait. Mom, they may not want to hear about the tetherball incident during our trip to Ohio in the summer of 2003 when it was 92 degrees and 75.7% .7 humidity with spotted clouds and winds coming out of the northeast. The last one was a little bit of an exaggeration because my mom had no clue on cardinal directions. Unless she was in the springs, she knew mountains were to the west. And also my dad is the weatherman of the family. He's the one who knew the forecast. While my experiences with this routine may have felt awkward, they did often, I now fully see and appreciate the many fruits of her labor. The friendships that budded from these encounters are represented with us today in body and spirit and via the internet. Thank you for the roles each of you played over the course of her beautiful life. I'm especially grateful for your support the past 13 months and your continued care for my father and grandmother as they transition into a new world. The love you've shown my family is difficult to grasp and no words I could come up with today would do justice for the Gramercy in our hearts. I hope and pray you all continue to show love and grace to those around you as you have our family. Thank you. everyone. My name is Maria Bishop. I'm Dusty's wife, the, one of the daughters-in-law of Diane. I first met Diane in May 2002, 21 years ago this month, when she came over to visit Dusty at his first apartment, and I was there. I'm not sure what she thought of me at first, but she understood as soon as she, as soon as she understood I was dating her son, she tried to make me feel like I was a welcome member of the family. I had aversion to phys physical affection back then, and Diane would give me hugs so frequently and so often that I learned to value it. She acted interested in me and went out of her way to get to know me. When she found out that I liked taking pictures, she bought me my first digital camera, and she took me to photography lessons. When I told her that I joined Toastmasters, she was so excited. She joined the same club that I was attending. And this gave us an opportunity to get to know each other better every week. We would meet every morning. And afterwards, she took me to Village Inn, and she'd introduce us to the waiter and tell them our life stories. <laughs> <laughs> when Dusty and I got married, I started calling her mom. She was always interested in me and wanted to know what I was interested in. And she didn't always understand me, but she 
really tried to bond with me and made efforts to do so. While we were living in Colorado, she tried to meet with me often, just me and her. She wanted to keep up with what I was going through. And when we moved to Ohio, she called us often and she visited often as well. She was so happy for us when we finally had our child after a decade of infertility. She was finally a grandmother and I was proud to do that for her. I will miss being able to call her on the phone to ask her for advice. She understood relationships and communication. She knew sorrow and she knew pain and she did her best to offer support through commiseration, compassion, counseling, and love. Thank you all. My name is Kent Mullins, and uh, I come to know Gary and Diane because our kids got married, um, and it was instantly family as well. I've been asked if I could read Gary's tribute for him today. How many people can say one of the best things to happen in their life is eating bugs while riding a bike? That is how I met the woman of my dreams, standing on a bridge overlooking Indian Lake in Ohio and asking her, how many bugs have you eaten tonight? That's a true story. I heard that when we first met. As you all know, it never took much time for Diane to turn a stranger into a friend. But this chance encounter was absolutely the best thing that ever happened in my life. During that conversation on the bridge, she discovered my love for snow skiing. Snow skiing. They lived in Ohio, so it was important for her to know that. And that he was a music teacher. Three months after they met, I proposed, to, to, proposed, and six months later, we were married. I was never more excited in my life than during that time. She was so upbeat, outgoing, and full of life. And of course, there was always that smile. Shortly thereafter, we began talking about moving away from the lake and leaving elements of our former lives behind. Diana learned her then-employee was opening a new plant in Colorado Springs and what self-respecting skier would turn down an opportunity to live in Colorado. Diane was always ready for a new adventure, especially of the outdoor variety. Over the years, we enjoyed riding bikes and hiking in the mountains, camping, riding our ATV, and our side-by-side, -side. playing pickleball, and of course, skiing. It was always about being together. The activity was never more important than that. I always loved our walks around the block, holding hands. What I would give to have one more walk around the block with her. Amen. As you'd expect, the past year has been very tough for Diane, faced many health obstacles, but she always remained positive and upbeat. She was always so elated to be cleared for travel after a diagnosis in late March 22. We vacationed in Hilton Head in May with Zach, Brianna, and Jack, and then my parents' house, and then with Dusty, Maria, and Raleigh, Roly. Once again, we returned home. She began her fight against multiple myeloma. Every time she received bad news about the cancer, she would pick herself back up and say, it's just another bump in the road. I always admired how strong she was in her can-do attitude, especially with her life hanging in the balance. 
At the beginning, she always said that if nothing else, she wanted to live long enough to meet her granddaughter. Due to arrive in August, I'm so glad that we were able to get together with the boys and their families one last time. Zach, Brianna, Jack, and new granddaughter, Hazel, were able to visit in November. Diane was so happy to get to hold Hazel for the first time. Dusty, Maria, and Raleigh traveled her here just before Christmas and were able to see her at her best. I'm certainly going to miss her, but I am so glad she is not suffering anymore. The disease may have won the battle, but Diane claims victory in the war. And as we know, she is in heaven. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Now we're going to have a uh, wonderful photo presentation that Dusty put together for us.
Wow. A lot of pictures there I'd never seen. That was beautiful. Thank you, Dusty. Oh. So, you know, they say such nice things about people at their memorial services. I'm kind of bummed I'm going to miss mine by a few days. <laughs> Hope that works out for me. <laughs> I'll bet when you first met Diane, you thought to yourself, there's something very special about this lady. How could you not? Right? Shaking your head? I know that's how it was for us. Um, our first uh, encounter with, with Diane was when we moved in. Well, we rented the house across the street before we bought it. And, uh, and Diane saw that we pulled up with two kids. And they were right between Zach's age, our kids are. And so she's, uh, she's looking out the window because she knows everything that's going on in the neighborhood, you know. And uh, so she saw us pull up and go to look at the house to rent it. And then we left and she ran across to ask the lady if we were going to rent the house. And she said, well, I don't know. They're, they've, they've gone to McDonald's to have lunch and pray about it, and, uh, and they'll let me know. And so Diane started praying for us. She was... This was Diane. She was praying for us before we ever met her. And... And then when we got back to the house, we came back to go ahead and sign the papers and, and rent the house. Um, guess who shows up? <laughs> okay, I'll give you two guesses. <laughs> Last one doesn't count. Uh, yes, of course, Diane shows up. She comes over, brings Zach, you know, introducing herself. That's just who she was. But you know that, that special ingredient, that thing that we all know was so special about Diane, was Jesus. There's just no other way to, to put it. We all know that. And there's a passage that I love from Matthew uh, 25 that describes how Diane served others and served the Lord. Um, I want to read that. And you guys, many of you are very familiar with this. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and he will put the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. She's doing that right now. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, 
When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That was Diane, right? She, she just loved serving others. That was her thing. And, um, you know, it's interesting. She was always helping somebody. And I know the family has lots of stories and we're going to have some food together afterwards and we'll be able to talk about these things. But she was always helping somebody. And um, there was a, uh, I remember an elderly gentleman that our dear friend, um, Lori Hanna had introduced uh, Diane to, and um, Lori had been helping come alongside and, and help this gentleman. He went by his initials, GL. And um, when Lori moved down to the spring, she asked Diane if, if she would kind of take over that and, and come alongside and befriend him and help him. And he was, Lori, was he still taking care of his wife at the time? Yeah. He was still taking care of his wife at the time. He was an amazing man that was helping to care for his wife and, and just um, kind of get, get along in life. Uh, and then his wife passed, and Diane continued to befriend this man. And, um, and Zach, you would go with him to breakfast, right, on Fridays? Yeah, so they would, they would go to breakfast with GL um, at the old Burger King. Any of you miss the Burger King? Or are you good with the new barbecue place? Uh, <laughs> um, but they would, they would go to Burger King and hang out with GL and just love on this guy. He was just a neat guy, but that's just who Diane was. Now, I will share with you, I told you the practical jokes never stopped, right? So one time GL was over her place and plowing the driveway. And um, so she calls me and she says, GL would like to come over and, and do your driveway too. He just wants to bless folks. I'm like, great, send him over, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, so GL comes over and, and does my driveway. And I don't know how long I waited, but it was a while, you know, maybe an hour or two. And I called Diane and we were just always messing with her. That was what we did. Um, but she still loved us. So I called her and I said, you know, thanks for having GL come over and do my driveway, but he just scraped the whole side of my car. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> that, was, that was our relationship. There was this other um, elderly lady that um, uh, Zach was telling me about, that uh, Miss Edna... She would go down um, every other week or once a week, and, and this uh, uh, elderly lady, she was a, she was a shut-in, right, Zach? And she, and she loved cheese Whiz and crackers. Oh, she was in a nursing home. Okay, so in the Springs, yeah. 
Oh, okay, great. Thank you, Dusty. So they'd spring her out of the nursing home for the afternoon, and they would bring cheese whiz and crackers. That was her thing. And uh, um, this was just one of Diane's ways of loving on people. You know, that's what God called her to do, and she was really good at it. Um, And then there was Miss Sandy, a blind lady, that she came alongside. Dusty, you remember her? Yeah. Um, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Did you, did you guys hear Dusty? She's been adopting the elderly since he could remember. It's just what she did. And, uh, she was just so full of life and full of love to share with others. And, um, I'm sure there's lots of people in this room that she did those kinds of things for. Um, what, a, what a wonderful lady. So, in verse 41, <clears throat> that passage that I was reading, it kind of flips then. And then the Lord is talking to those who didn't do those things. And then he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Um, But, you know, as we talk about that passage that so describes Diane, how she served folks, um, I think it's important to understand that that's not how we get to heaven. It's not by the deeds that we do, Um, but the things that Diane did and how she loved people was, uh, it was part of the evidence of her faith in Christ. And um, it's not by deeds that we get to heaven. Ephesians um, 2, 8 through 10. Let me read that for you real quick. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then in Romans... Uh, 10. Mm, Let's see. Tells us, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. This is what Diane believed. And this is what I believe, and this is why I feel confident I'm going to see my friend again, you know? Um, This is is the the Christian faith. And um, if you're here today and and, uh, the Lord's tugging on your heart, and you've never given your life to Christ, and you think maybe today's the day, Come and talk to me afterwards. Or Pastor Kent as well. Come and talk to one of us, and I'm sure there's some other pastors around. We kind of, I haven't had a chance to meet yet today, but, um, but we'd love to talk with you, love to pray with you. Uh, if you just have any questions about what her faith was like, we're happy to share that with you because we're here to celebrate her. And that was such a big part of her. That's who she was. wanted to um, share one last uh, 
practical joke story with you. <laughs> so when Diane first moved in, it was probably, probably the first six or seven April Fools I was able to get her. And then after that, she'd just look at the calendar and go, yeah, shut up, Virgo. Um, <laughs> she caught on. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember how many years that was, but um, one, of the, uh, one of those April Fools days, I called her. I said, look outside. There's a huge bear in your front yard. Little did I know she had just sent Zach out to play. So she drops the phone, runs outside to save Zach. I felt so bad. <laughs> oh, but again, she was such a good sport. She still was my friend all these years. And it just shows the love of Diane, I'll tell you. I'd have given up on me a long time ago. Um, and you know, it's funny. She always claimed she would get me back. But I don't know if she just didn't have the heart to do it. I mean, every time we'd mess with her, she'd say, I'm going to get you back, Virgo. What's that? Oh, yeah, I better watch out for Jeannie. Um, so, so I have a feeling, you know, when I stand, in, stand uh, you know, the old thing, they say you stand at the pearly gates and St. Peter's there, you know. I have a feeling I'll be standing there and, and he'll say, uh, Mr. Burgo, I don't see your reservation. <laughs> and uh, I'll, uh, I'll go shake my head, and then Diane will pop out and go, I gotcha! <laughs> and I'll say, uh, can we roll the tape? Because I already talked about this at your memorial service. So that'll be a fun time. All right, we were going to um, have some open speaking with folks, and what, uh, what I talked about with the family we'd like to do instead is, um, as we kind of finish up today, we're going to have, um, I'll talk more about this in a minute, but we're, we're going to have a, a, a meal um, or food together that we can just fellowship and talk about, Diane, um, um, some wonderful food that the church has provided for us, um, but... What we'd like you to do is kind of as, uh, when, we, um, uh, when we get ready to finish up today, um, we're going to have you, if you would, post your stories about Diane on the um, Facebook page, on, on her Facebook page, sorry. So post, post some stories about Diane on her Facebook page so the family will have those for years because there's so many people, so many lives that she's touched and we don't even know. You know, it'd be great to hear those stories. Um, so if you post them on there, and then we're going to see if we can maybe read some of those while we're, while we're having some fellowship together later. Um, but right now, we want to have one last slideshow that Dusty also put together for us. And, um, and it only apropos that this is going to be too, I can only imagine. It will be like when I walk 
by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine When all I would do Is forever Forever worship you I can only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Well, can you tell Diana Gary not to enjoy life? <laughs> for 
For years, we'd watch them pull out of the driveway with the camper and ATVs and everything, you know, and I'm going, man, that looks good. Now, we did go camping with the kids and everything when, when they were young, um, but then kind of lost track of that, and, and we, we sold whatever campers we had and that. But then COVID hit, and I'm seeing these guys still pulling out to have fun every weekend, and I looked at Kimmy and said, we got to get on board. <laughs> and so we ended up uh, buying a camper and buying an ATV. Gary and I just went in on another ATV together. And uh, so y'all are welcome to join us. We're just, we love just going out and uh, uh, going in the woods and going camping and riding. And, and uh, you know, I was telling our friend Ted, I said, you and Gary are costing me a lot of money. He said, you're welcome. But we do have a lot of lot of great time having uh, fellowship together out in the out in the woods. Now, um, just want to thank you all for for coming and celebrating this time, celebrating Diane today. Keep on celebrating! What a wonderful lady that we can keep on celebrating and keep on thanking God for your presence here today has been a great blessing to this family. So thank you so much for being here. And um, we're going to have some food and fellowship um, now. And um, the folks over here, they're going to kick you out of these chairs because they need to set up more tables and stuff. So we'll, we'll move you guys this direction uh, in just a minute. Um, but let me, uh, uh, let me close this in prayer. And was there another housekeeping item, Lori, that I needed to take care of? Okay, we're going to let the family go through the line first. Good deal. Oh, yes, and see, I knew I wouldn't remember everything. If you didn't have a chance to sign the guest book, would you please do that so that they know you're here and can thank you for coming and uh, just appreciate you all so much. What a blessing to be in a room full of people who love Diane. That's an awesome thing, isn't it? Ah, wonderful thing. Thank you, Diane. We love you. Father God, thank you for this time to get together today to, um, to just touch on the love we have for her, to touch on the amazing life that she led, to just touch on some of the things that you had her do, some of the ways that you created her and, and designed her to be. Lord, we could be here for weeks uh, talking about her because she truly was one of the best. We thank you, Lord, for designing her so perfectly. In Jesus' name, amen. Singing with my eyes closed, lifting up my 